Good morning, and welcome to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daly. I'm joined live in the studio with Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good morning, morning. Father, and welcome back. And as we enter into this uh, Sacred Heart Hour on the first Friday of the month of November, we also get to celebrate Mm. the feast, the Solemnity of All Saints. So uniting our hearts and our minds in prayer as we enter into this hour dedicated to the Lord's Sacred Heart, let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heading into this uh, first Friday for the month of November, this month dedicated to the Holy Souls, we begin by remembering all of our brothers and sisters in heaven. Uh, who intercede on our, on our behalf, and as a part of the Church triumphant, live with the Lord in heaven. Our Holy Father, Pope Francis, commends to our discernment and our prayer and our meditation the, the following. The solemnity of all saints confirms that we, too, can have a place with God, not because we are good, but because the sanctity of God has touched our life. We can compare the saints to the Church windows, which allow light to enter in different shades of color. The saints are our brothers and sisters, who have welcomed the light of God in their heart and have passed it on to the world, each according to his or her own hue. But they were all transparent. They fought to remove the stains and the darkness of sin so as to enable the gentle light of God to pass through. This is life's purpose, to enable God's light to pass through it. It is the purpose of our life too. Our Holy Father, Pope Francis. Beautiful quote to consider the, the power and the glory of today's Feast of all saints. And Father said this morning in the homily at uh, St. Andrews that, you know, it's not just, uh, you have to be a saint to be in heaven. That's true. Yep. <laughs> and that there are so many saints that lived and became saints that are not part of the canon and that we think of our own lives, the people that we know and possibly know some very yeah. holy people. I, I, you know, I believe that in my life. And you take together like all, if you think of all of your favorite saints, yeah. you know, you got your like, you have your, uh, your clique and your posse and your yeah. class, you know, you got <laughs> oh, your three, like your, 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 your three different like groups of your terms. favorite saints. You know, I have my clique of my favorite saints, then I have my posse of my favorite saints, and oh. then I have my, my class, you know, and think of like the joy you have when you celebrate the feast day of your, one of your favorite saints. Yeah. But then how much more joy would you have if you celebrated a day where all of those saints were together on the same day? Yeah. And that's what we have today. We're not just celebrating all of the mm-hmm. saints we know. We're celebrating the glory of God and all of the saints that we don't know, but we know who are there with the Lord. Millions and millions of people, men and women, young and old, who journeyed through this life and with fidelity to the Lord and with dependency on his heart, they survived, they thrived, they were victorious, and they're with the Lord in heaven. So today, you know, it's a holy day of obligation. So we attend Holy Mass. You're going to have the Gloria. You're going to have the Creed. You're going to have, you know— all of the candles lit, you know, the priest might have some relics brought out so that we can consider the presence of the saints in our lives. But in a particular way, we want to give special veneration and honor to all of the saints that we might not know by name, but we know who are there because they are the cloud of witnesses. And that term is so powerful, that cloud of witnesses, because for those of us who are journeying through life, and for those of us who, you know, participate in this Hour of the Sacred Heart, we're trying to kind of distill ourselves so that we stay focused on the Sacred Heart of Jesus. But even as we're staying focused on the heart of Jesus, we have to have the humility to realize our Father in Heaven surrounds us with this cloud of witnesses, the saints who are interceding on our behalf, praying for us that we will respond to the heart of Jesus like they did, because they want us to be with them in Heaven. And I love when at certain parishes, I don't know if it's everywhere, but when they have the children procession, oh, where, sure. like when the <laughs> yes. saints come marching in yes. and they're dressed as saints. And it really always brings a tear to my eye because you see these beautiful children and, you know, they're not dressed up in their Halloween, you know, Superman. They're truly Supermen, St. Francis of Assisi and that. The whole litany of saints, and yep. then when they chant the litany, I I think it's very meaningful. Oh, and it's powerful. It is. 
Yeah. And they all have our, the Lord's heart. Yeah. They, they all want the heart of Christ. Yeah. And they're in heaven adoring, venerating. They're in union with the heart of Jesus. Mm. And so, you know, as we enter into this Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we're highlighting today the power of the heart of Christ, the power of the effects mm-hmm. that the heart of Jesus has on our lives, the gift of sanctity. You know, from the heart of Jesus, if you look at that picture of the Sacred Heart, it's surrounded by what? Rays of light. It's engulfed in this mm-hmm. flame of charity. And that's the light that kind of illuminates it, shines through the transparency of our lives. And so as we're making known the heart of Jesus, uh, for those of you who this might be something new, for those of you who are listening and you're like, well, this is my monthly refresher, you know, <laughs> or for those of you who are just like, well, I'm stuck in traffic on 315 and I need something to listen to, we welcome you too, you know. <laughs> so don't forget to put that bumper sticker on. So, you know? Exactly. But you know, we have this opportunity to focus on the glory of the Lord, the power of his heart, the accompaniment we have from the saints. And this month is also special because we're looking forward to a rather special event in the life of the church. Chuck, I'm passing the ball to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. He's uh, our but engineer. Before we get into the 8th Annual Sacred Heart Congress, again, good morning. And um, our mission of Sacred Heart Hour is to promote the enthronement of the Sacred Heart of Jesus throughout the Diocese of Columbus, Ohio, and beyond. And this request came directly from Jesus to a wonderful saint, St. Margaret Mary. And maybe, Father, just before we get into the Congress, just share a little bit about St. Margaret Mary and why she is so important today, but also the reason we have the First Fridays. Sure. St. Margaret Mary, uh, Alacoque, uh received these visits from Jesus from 1673 to 1675. But in truth, even as a young child, she already had this openness to sanctity, this hunger for holiness. And as with many of us, it started in the frailty of our humanity. She was very ill. She was very sick. And uh, because of the prayers of her family, uh, the devotion of her beloved father and mother, and the prayer, the faith in the home, she knew that the Lord was not far from her. So she asked Jesus (laughs) for grace, for mercy, for healing, and she received that. And throughout her life, she always had this idea in the back of her mind that the Lord had made her for himself. And the best way she could respond was by making a total gift of herself to the Lord. And as a teenage girl, she was heading home from a family party with friends and family. And while she was heading home, she received a very clear image in her mind because she was meditating on our Lord's suffering and the passion. And her heart was moved, not just with sympathy, but with empathy, because she remembered what it was like to suffer herself. And that led her into this desire to once again recommit herself to the Lord and to renew and revisit her promise that she would make a total gift of herself to Jesus. So she entered the Order of the Visitation, a monastic community of uh, consecrated women religious who follow the spirituality of St. Francis de Sales, who's actually the patron saint of our diocese. And when she entered the monastery in Perlimonia, France, um, while she was there, the sisters all could see in her the hunger of her heart for the Lord. I mean, they could see in this young religious uh, one who knew the Lord, loved the Lord, and served the Lord. And while she would be in prayer over these two years, uh, 1673 to 1675, the Lord Jesus not only allowed her to have the consolation of knowing his presence, but he also instructed her as to the power of his heart and the reality of what's at stake for humanity. Jesus gives us everything we need, the warmth in his heart, the consolation of his presence, the reality of being forgiven of our sins. I mean, he even gives himself to us in the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Holy Communion. And yet humanity sometimes struggles, and we become uh, like prisoners to cold uh, and despair and solitude or loneliness. And so St. Margaret Mary was given this incredible mission to offer what she had herself received, which was this intimacy with the heart of Christ. So that's why we call her the Apostle of the Sacred Heart. She wasn't the first, by any means, to kind of come to know and love the reality of the heart of Jesus, but her task was a unique one in that Jesus shared with her uh, the intimacy he desires to have with each and every single person. He wants every one of us to be a saint, not just a few, And not just that person over there or that person over here. No, he wants every single one of us to be united with him in sanctity, which means, you know, to be a saint. And uh, because of what she received 
and the visits from the Lord, uh, that's basically what we have in our modern understanding of the heart of Jesus. So when you see the image of our Lord's sacred heart in your home or in your uh, office on your desk or in your car or maybe a holy card and a favorite book, you know, when you see that heart of Christ, that image that you see of him, by and large, that very depiction comes to us as how he revealed himself to St. Margaret Mary in that monastery in France. And the celebration of the first Friday of the month, this comes to us from one of the visits, one of the apparitions. And the Lord Jesus told St. Margaret Mary, for the soul that commends himself or herself to my mercy and attends Mass on the first Friday of nine consecutive months with this understanding of attending Holy Mass and receiving our Lord in that spirit of reparation, admitting that not all of humanity wants sanctity, not all of humanity wants warmth and union with God, but God wants humanity. And so we kind of stand in the place of those who uh, won't stand or can't be there uh, for whatever reason. So we have that act of reparation. So the first Friday promise, we call it the last of the great promises, uh, comes about from the apparition of our Lord to St. Margaret Mary. You know, and the wording kind of varies based on the translation, but one of the more common ones is the 12th promise, the all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. And what Jesus is basically saying is for those who respond to his heart now, he will be there as the bridge from this life to the next. You know, so that we're not, we don't enter into the abyss. You know, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, it he is. doesn't want us to have that fear. And uh, yeah, and that fear, that's an incredible force in today's world. You know, all of us are being tempted or being beaten up or are already slaves to fear. And the Lord is saying, trust in my heart, you know, receive my heart. First Friday of nine consecutive months, make, an, make a concerted effort, a novena, you know, nine separate visits on the first Friday of nine, nine consecutive months. Make that effort to be in a state of grace, to receive my heart on the first Friday, and to offer that communion up in reparation, you know, so that you're attentive not only to your own needs, but you're attentive to the, the plea and the plight of my heart. And so it's an invitation to unity. It's an invitation to intimacy. It's an invitation to sanctity. It's an and invitation to sainthood. And it's the Eucharist as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure, totally. Yeah, and that's why uh, it's a powerful opportunity to adore the Lord to make sure we confess our sins, to receive Jesus. And uh, it's kind of, it, it's a powerful reminder to understand it's like the Lord's Day, Sunday, is not the only day that we're allowed to receive, adore, and love, and live. Father, thank you, because I think that we've never quite had a complete explanation like you just shared with us. And for those who have enthroned, it's a renewal, it's a reminder and for those who have not heard it, what a gift. So thank you. That was just beautiful. And for those listening, again, if you're interested in having more information about the home enthronement, about today, or the way I, when Father was explaining a Novena 9, well, today's a pass because you go to Mass. <laughs> it's a holy day of obligation. Yeah. So, you're so to be this there. could be day one. Begin today. Now you only have eight more to go. That's true. That's true. And once you make all nine of them, you'll continue. It's so true. Because yeah. I know it's a grace, and we know there's Mass times all over First Friday, starting at 6.30 all the way into the evening. Right, yeah. And uh, so forth. So there's no excuse. But again, call in at 614-459-4820 to learn more about the enthronement. Sign up for the enthronement. And also now, Father, we're going to talk a little bit about the 8th Annual Sacred Heart Congress at St. Michael this year. Oh, it's going to be a good one. (laughs) And it's November 16th, uh, 7.30 to 12. And the reason we've kept it more in that timeline is it's more of a retreat. Yeah. It's a time to enter in. And we're blessed uh, to have the rosary uh, with the sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, to start it at 730. And then we have the welcoming and 815 Mass 
with the Bishop Brennan. That's the first time oh, that we will have wonderful. a bishop at our Congress. It's huge. It's mm-hmm. going to be huge. And uh, Bishop will also be given the homily, and then we'll have the fellowship and some light refreshments. We'll have some... Not too heavy, because we don't need food commas. No. Right? It's, Something to sustain us along the way. And we're going to... This year, we're working no on... pasta the, carbonara. Uh, you know? We're working on the flow to make it a lot more easy. We have confessions all day going. We have adoration going. And then we have some tables there, the Sacred Heart Columbus table to sign up. We will have the Welcome is Heart table there. We will have... Colleen Lewis's table and Joanne Wilson. Oh, we have selected some beautiful heart theme. Pictures and we have little jewelry, little everything is sacred heart themed and is just in the best of taste and reasonably priced. And with Christmas coming Is this a commercial or a sacred heart hour? It's really about getting the images and the oh, reminders wait, the in the You're the corporate sponsor for this hour. Yeah. <laughs> the table will be the sponsor. And then we're going to be promoting certainly the Men's and Women's Conference yes. for information coming up mm-hmm. on in February. And, you know, a lot of this started when we had the Men's and Women's Conference in the, in the spring, late winter, early spring. And then we decided, what could we do in the fall? And I know meeting with you, Father, back in 2011. Mm, can't believe it. I know. Seems like yesterday. <laughs> and every time it seems like 100 years ago. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and your suggestion was, I think, in order to continue to a home enthronement is once a year to have this celebration right. of a renewal. Congress. Yeah. Renewal. A renewal and a reunion. I mean, yeah. these facts, the Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Radio, the home enthronement and, and of the Sacred Heart, the renewal and revitalization, the restoration of First Friday Mass and adoration and confession and parishes across the city and the diocese and the state, and for that matter, the Midwest and the country, you know. I mean, the Lord is doing something very powerful and very beautiful, and, and He wants us to survive. In order to survive, mm-hmm. we have to be a people of the Sacred Heart. You know, the Church has to, once again, have a heart if she wants to live, mm-hmm. and His heart has to be the heart of the Church. And so, you know, if you're kind of like on the fence, you're like, well, I've heard of the Congress of the Sacred Heart, or I've and been, you, don't, you know, it's just you, an opportunity to live. And it's not like you have had to have your home and throne Mm-mm. before or even really know that much about it just come come and yeah. learn pray the mass with the bishop exactly listen to some of the talks and other guest speakers and talking about <laughs> guest speakers we have two of them right here yes we do we have father stash daly who is working on his talk oh it's he's work always in process. The sales not management <laughs> sales not management <laughs> and we're joined today by our guest speaker bill messley and as most of you know, Bill is the executive director of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, and Bill serves on a number of boards. Uh, he's been uh, very helpful with this new initiative on the enthronement, uh, calling it the WelcomeHisHeart.com, Welcome His Heart, Bringing the Heart of Jesus into Your Home, and Bill will share a little bit of that. He's also past president and board member of the Sarah Club. Uh, serves on a number of the uh, boards, and one of them is EWTN Affiliate Advisory Council and helping uh, generate some radio stations in Cleveland and Atlanta. Been very helpful. His wife is Jenny, and they've been married for 30 years and very proud of their four daughters and three grandsons. And his talk this year at the Congress will be the simplicity and depth of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So, Bill, welcome. And, oh, we um, can't wait, Bill. And maybe share. He really has a, a heart. He does have a heart. Uh, for the Lord. And That's a breathing his... heart, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still alive. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> and, uh, but just share a little bit. How did you grow up, or did you grow up with a Sacred Heart devotion? You know, uh, I'm blessed. Uh, of all of the blessings I've received in my life, I think the richest blessing is my uh, the blessing of my parents, uh, Rita and Pat Messerly. And uh, they graciously accepted uh, all of us, all 12 of us, with open arms and had great joy and uh, great support uh, growing up. 
But you can imagine 12 children, two parents, in a one-bathroom home. <laughs> so my mom and her genius put uh, the picture of the Sacred Heart right outside of that uh, bathroom because I can't remember a time when I went to the restroom where I didn't have to wait. So it was a good time for all of us to recollect that, that we had 12 kids, oh, two parents, beautiful. but we had one Jesus that was always with us. So. Mm. For us, I don't know if I had a lot of uh, thoughts about the intricacies of the marks on the heart, but I knew that Jesus was always there. Mm. And it's the image, uh, and there's so many different renditions of uh, uh, the Sacred Heart, but this image for me meant a lot Mm -hmm. because it was just really full of light, and Mm. I knew that that was Jesus. Mm. And I knew that was Jesus that I experienced through my parents. So I was blessed to have been raised with uh, an understanding that Jesus' love was to be the center of my life and again, just with a small thing mm. that a mother can do to reinforce that mm. beautiful message. So for me, the Sacred Heart has always meant so much. And then as I'm listening more and more to the Sacred Heart Hour and to Father Stosh mm. uh, and to so many people that come into our studio, um, those who can speak so eloquently and almost be a chalice of overflowing love for God are the ones who love Jesus' heart. Mm. They want to console. They, they're drawn to console the love of God. And you can hear that through the radio. So I've always been reinforced with the beauty of what Christ will do if you accept him into your heart and wish that your heart would be more like his. And in fact, yesterday, Father Stosh, we had uh, two guests here that know you very well. Um, Sister Maria Goretti and Sister Magdalene Grace from the Carmelite Sisters. Of the Sacred Heart. (laughs) Of the Sacred Heart. Yes, of course. And I was really surprised at Sister Maria Goretti. I said, well, Sister Maria, I'm I'm really trying to get as much information as I can from those who are close to Jesus' heart. And can you tell me a little bit about the Sacred Heart? Is that an important devotion to you? And she starts chuckling and almost laughing out of control. Well, that's my name, Sister Maria Goretti of the Sacred Heart. <laughs> so they said that you've been over uh, in, in California for retreats talking about the Sacred Heart. That's right. For 11 years, I've been going to Sacred Heart Retreat House to preach retreats. Most recently, I did the canonical retreat for the sisters. It was an eight-day retreat. And um, as a community at their last general uh, chapter, the Congregation of the Carmelite Sisters of the Most Sacred Heart in Los Angeles, they made a conscientious decision to explore and delve deep into the spirituality of the Sacred Heart. And uh, not knowing that at all, but the Lord did— um, when I went for to, to preach the retreat, I, it was at the same time I was fighting kidney stones. So mm. <laughs> I'm preaching an eight-day wow. retreat on the other end of the country uh, to these beautiful Carmelite sisters. You know, it was a couple of conferences a day and a homily and whatnot and individual conferences. But I was asking the Lord, it's like, I don't have a lot of stamina or strength. And so he just said, you know, just unpack and open up the litany of the Sacred Heart. So every conference we went through two or three different invocations of the litany using John Paul II and other spiritual masters. And uh, it was a powerful, very powerful, beautiful retreat. And of course, for me, it was like, okay, we'll do this. And I was like, and the sisters were like, this is providential because we're making a decision as a community to spend more effort to delve into the spirituality of the Sacred Heart. And of course, by now, as a priest, I'm just used to the Lord, this is how he works. Um, but it was a wonderful opportunity to spend time with the sisters uh, Boy, that's in the retreat. A beautiful example yeah. of just trusting too, totally. Father. Yeah, and the sisters are just a beautiful example and witness of consecrated life and discipleship mm-hmm. and love for Jesus, but also a love for His Sacred Heart. Yeah, so well, well, I know, good to have him here. <laughs> I know, Bill. Um, you also were involved with the importance or being involved in sharing the Sacred Heart and getting the radio station enthroned to the Sacred Heart. How did that come about? Well, the good thing about the Sacred Heart is that he initiates. And for St. Gabriel Radio, when I first started in 2009, the station was a small station in Marysville. Uh, The station was struggling financially, and uh, not just struggling financially. If you did the math, it wasn't going to make it. And I... I was uh, one of those um, those folks on the boat, uh, so to speak, in, in the, the gospel, where the disciples are in the boat, it's raining, you know, the water's coming into the boat, it looks like it's going to sink, and Jesus is sitting there uh, resting and trusting, <laughs> mm-hmm. and us kind of frantically moving around. And, yeah. and Joanne, you, you were on the board at the time. Yes. I don't know, did you feel 
what I felt as the, yes. the new director that this was not good. Nervous. <laughs> no, but but I was I was desperate. I was probably the one disciple that you even though you wouldn't see it on the outside, you wouldn't see it on the outside. But on the inside, I was thinking this this is really you know you yeah. hope it's an act of God that that He will make it. But it truly was a miracle. It, it was truly was a miracle. Jesus Christ who said, "I'm going to take care of the details." Mm-hmm. But again, He initiated. So I was at lunch. I had stepped out of the office. Said, "I just need to clear my head." Mm-hmm. And of all people that come on our radio station, we had Gloria Anson. And Gloria is a great proponent oh, of the, the Sacred Heart saint. Enthronement. Oh, yeah. absolutely. She spoke at the Sacred Heart Congress here in Columbus a few years ago. That's true. And she spoke so eloquently of the, the joy that was um, brought to her home through the Enthronement of the Sacred Heart. And she also spoke about uh, some very personal things, that her husband, who uh, was alcoholic, um, that... This helped solve some of these deep problems. He never had another drop of alcohol after the enthronement, and he wasn't even really totally on board. He was just sort of allowing it Mm -hmm. because of Gloria's enthusiasm. So she believed she received a true miracle, which I believe she did, but it really gave her that flame in her heart to trust in him and to spread the devotion. So I figured if it worked for Gloria, <laughs> yeah, me yes, too. maybe it could work for St. Gabriel Radio. I mean, we, we are uh-huh. a station in our mission who say that we wish to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, the love of Jesus Christ every day. So why don't we help our hearts? And I think that's the power of the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. You are actively saying yes to our Lord that you will be the center of everything we do here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. But, you know, as a leader— as the executive director, and this is why it's so powerful for businesses to also welcome Jesus and enthrone them, is because you have the ability to make that decision, which affects the whole company, and in our case, the radio station, and of course, you know, and the board was supportive, but um, you were pretty determined. Thank God. And... Well, and it wasn't very well planned. <laughs> so I want to tell all of our listeners that uh, when you enthrone your home, things don't have to be perfect. They weren't perfect for me in my home when my wife Jenny and I enthroned mm-hmm. our home. Uh, they're still not perfect. And I think that's the beauty of the Sacred Heart. Mm-hmm. The beauty of the Sacred Heart is that it not only has that glow, in, in fact, uh, St. Margaret Mary said that the the brightness of the the sun was less than the brightness of the heart of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is beautiful. Oh, wow. But I it doesn't have to be that. okay because mm-hmm. we didn't even have pictures. Do you remember? We didn't even have Mm-mm. the semblances of the sacred and the mm-hmm. immaculate heart yet. And you even mm-hmm. called me. It was less than 24 hours before we enthroned mm-hmm. the station of the sacred heart. And you said, Bill, do you have any images? And I thought to myself, boy, that's kind of an oversight. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have the images yet. I was going to get them this af- in that afternoon, and uh, I, I needed to find the prayers because at the time, those those prayers now that the Sacred Heart Movement here in Columbus has um, organized mm-hmm. the Sacred Heart process for businesses and schools uh, and organizations, that that's available. It wasn't available back in 2009, or at least that mm-hmm. I could find. So I was scrambling finding that, and you called, and you said, yeah, I have two images. So tell tell our listeners what images you have. Well, I found them at Scott's Antique, and they were on the floor, and they were disheveled, and the frame was broken, and they were sad. And so basically it was sort of a rescue, and but they were very large, <laughs> and we already have several images and um, I think they were in the living room for the men's Bible study, and you saw them and liked them, and I, I knew it was providential. Mm-hmm. And but see, that's it. And our Lord does arrange for these things. And meanwhile, when we come to your home and witness your enthronement, we do bring images, and they're framed images, and we bring rosaries, we bring everything. All you really need to do. And that was the heart of what Bill and the board did, was open your hearts and welcome him, invite him, allow him. Now, my story is I was with Joanne at (laughs) Scott's Antiques, (laughs) and Joanne and I have to separate. This is the rest of the story. (laughs) Because I walk a little bit faster than Joanne does, 
because she's looking like at everything. Like a sprint. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually walked by those images, and I stopped. And my thought was, oh, no. I hope she doesn't see these images. So I kept walking. And at the end, all of a sudden, she said, oh, Chuck, you won't believe this. And she's sitting there with these two large images. And I go, oh, no. But that's the rest of it. But, Bill, you went ahead and enthroned mm-hmm. yes, the radio yes, station. Yes, the, the board of directors. Yep. Uh, yes, Father um, Father David Sizemore mm-hmm. was presiding over the ceremony. Um, we processed with the images from the parking lot, mm-hmm. walking them into the boardroom. And at the time, the boardroom was a multifunctional boardroom. Mm-hmm. It had a boardroom table. It had storage in one corner. Yeah. We had a almost a kitchenette in the other. <laughs> Uh, so it was a pretty um, congested area, and we processed with those images in, and we placed them on the wall. We made the consecration on our knees, this board members included, mm-hmm. yeah. that Jesus Christ would be the only center, the only focus for what we did. So for us, it was a great gift because I kind of liken it to, you know, when you see a big mess, you want to clean it up, and you're so busy cleaning it up, you forget the important things. True. And for us, it was a revitalization of um, what we needed to be focused on. And from that day forward, he has delivered on his promise. I don't know how to describe it. And maybe, Father, you can help us understand the spiritual depth of this. But there was a peace in our meetings. There was a peace in our day-to-day from that point on. And, and that's one of his promises, yeah. one of yeah. his 12 promises. If you expose and honor yep. my heart, my love, my divine love through the sacred heart image— I will give you peace and the grace is needed for your state of life. And he has delivered on that in a way that I can't even express. Right. Well, I I mean, the thing that stands out about the witness of how you've become inflamed with the devotion to the heart is how the Lord was revealing his heart, even though you didn't have an image. And we hear that time and time and time again from people who are either listening to the radio program or they find Mm -hmm. a brochure or a magnet or a holy card. And... you know, while the image bears incredible significance for the symbolic and for uh, the devotional dimensions of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, I mean, the reality is the presence of his heart is in our lives, whether we see a picture of his heart or not. And, you know, his heart was being made manifest and revealing. The Lord was revealing himself to you and to the board and to the people who were really on board, full steam ahead, totally committed to St. Gabriel Radio. But it's like a team without, what, the coach. And the Lord mm-hmm. was saying, okay, here's how we go. Here's the next play. Mm-hmm. Here's the next step. And, you know, the thing that uh, oftentimes comes to mind is when you go through the different promises that the Lord makes to all of humanity, not just to a select few, but to all of humanity. And then you look at, or you listen to what you just said, you know, the mission of St. Radio is to bring Jesus to every single person who's listening within uh, the area that you can receive the signal, which now thanks to the internet is the whole world. You know, <laughs> uh, we've got you know friends I made in, on pilgrimage who are in Cleveland. They said, "Well, I'm tuning in on Friday," and then there's some pilgrims stuck in Chicago at O'Hare <laughs> Airport waiting to take off. You know, a couple of them were texting saying, "Well, listen to the radio," and then there's a couple of people back in Mezhogorye who said, "Now, what time is this show?" I was like, "I don't know what time it's going to be here, but I know in Ohio it's at eight. You know. Uh, but, you know, to bring the Lord, to bring Jesus to everyone. And, you know, even the, the purpose behind this show, when we were all discerning, it's, you know, when you have the radio waves and the sound waves, you know, and people are listening to the radio, you don't hear that phrase, the sacred heart of Jesus. And, you know, while some, some maybe most, have an image in their mind when they hear that phrase, the sacred heart of Jesus, the fact of the matter is the presence of his heart has to be brought to humanity. And the Lord brought his heart to you and to the board, and you trusted, even though you didn't have a picture or an image, you know, and you, and you followed it. And that's the detail. Like the Sacred Heart Missionaries, Sacred Heart mm-hmm. Hour, the Congress, we make those details available, but the Lord is ultimately the protagonist. The Lord is the one who just reaches out and says, come, follow me. And we do. And when we do, the fruit of his promises just starts to be born in our lives. And uh, you know, the thing that, the phrase that comes to my mind is, too many of us, uh, whether it's inside the church or outside the church, whether it's in an active apostolate of the faith, a missionary effort, like St. Gabriel Radio, or just somebody working in their business, you know, too many of us settle for existing and not living. Mm. 
And when we give ourselves over to the heart of Jesus, he teaches us how to live. You know, he doesn't teach us how to fly. He teaches us how to live, you know. And a part of life are the ups and downs. A part of the life is the that perseverance. It's like, okay, like to highlight the boardroom. It's like, well, I'm going to clean this corner now because this room belongs to the Lord. This room belongs to the Lord because this building belongs to the Lord. This building belongs to the Lord because this apostolate, this business, this effort belongs to the Lord. I'm a part of it. I belong to the Lord. So I'm not cleaning. I'm not flying. I'm not, you know, levitating. I'm not doing any of these special things. I'm just living. And living is what we were made to do, not exist. Too many people settle for existing, and the Lord wants us to live. Mm-hmm. He wants us to live. And to live, in order to, have to, in order to live, you have to have a heart. And so he gives us his heart so we can live. Well, let's do this, Father. We'll continue with Bill. But if we can, let's close in prayer for session one. And then we'll open again, promote a little bit of the Congress. Remember, it's November 16th, St. Michael. You can go on St. Gabriel Radio, or you can go on sacredheartcolumbus.org and register. But we'll close, and then we'll be back for session two. As it's All Saints Feast Day, Solemnity, and it's a Holy Day of Obligation, we'll close with a prayer that you'll hear and pray with the priest at the Mass for today. Almighty ever-living God, by whose gift we venerate in one celebration the merits of all the saints, bestow on us, we pray, through the prayers of so many intercessors, an abundance of the reconciliation with you, for which we earnestly long. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. St. Augustine once wrote, Question the beauty of the earth. Question the beauty of the sea. Question the beauty of the air spread around everywhere. Question the beauty of the sky, the sun making the day glorious with its bright beams, the moon tempering the darkness with its shining rays. Question the animals that move through the waters and amble about on dry land. Question all these things. They all answer you, Here we are. Look, we're beautiful. Their beauty is their confession. Who made these beautiful, changeable things, if not one who is beautiful and unchangeable? All creation shouts to us that there's a God, and just as a painting gives us a glimpse into the heart of an artist, all creation tells us that God is beautiful. But if we don't take time to question the beauty all around us, we won't hear that. So stop and smell the roses. I mean that literally. God wrote two books, Scripture and Creation. We should spend time reading both. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. When I was in college, I ended up having a lot of questions about my faith, and I ended up leaving the church. After a series of personal tragedies, I really felt a need to come home to a church, and that's when I came back to the Catholic Church. I never realized before that we get, at every Mass, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Psalms, and the Gospel. I never realized before it's all biblically based. The Catholic Church is based on the Bible. This is the church that Christ started. And we practice all the sacraments as he gave them to us. And I think that's important. I um, love getting up and going to church. I love going to Mass. I feel like I get to go to Mass, not like I have to go to Mass. The joy, I have joy in my spirit. I have a lightness in my spirit that I haven't had before. I love the Catholic Church with all my heart. And I can't imagine my life without it. My life is totally different now. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Good morning again, and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Coming live from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio studios, this is Father Stosh Daly, joined live here in the studios with Chuck and Joanne Wilson, and a special guest, Bill Messerly. Hello! As we're Good going morning. into this, uh, the rest of the hour, this next segment, we're just revisiting the power and the glory of the Lord mm. Jesus Christ and His Sacred Heart on this first Friday of the month, a day dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And of course, we also have the added privilege and blessing of commemorating all of our brothers and sisters in heaven who are the saints, these brothers and sisters of ours, especially those that we don't know by name. You know, we turn to with great trust and glory. And we give thanks to God for the grace he gives to bring us to heaven if we but cooperate. Kind of going back to that meditation from last segment uh, from our Holy Father, Pope Francis. You know, we're each called to be transparent, to allow the light of Christ to shine through us. And allowing that light of Christ to shine through us is in itself an openness to sanctity. 
As we begin this next segment, we entrust ourselves to the heart of Jesus. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, we adore you, we love you, and with a lively sorrow for our sins, we offer you this poor heart of ours. Make us humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that we may live in you and for you. Protect us in the midst of danger. Comfort us in our afflictions. Give us health of body. Assistance in our temporal needs. Your blessings in all that we do. In the grace of a holy death. Amen. 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 And Father, as we talked about in the first session about this 8th Annual Sacred Heart Congress coming up at St. Michael. It's going to be November 16th. And I'd just like to just, again, promote, how do you register? You just go on to sacredheartcolumbus.org or go on the website here at St. Gabriel Radio. And Father, again, help our listeners understand why, why it's important for them to come that morning because we just heard from Bill Messerly, the Lord wants everybody to be there. I know we can't have everybody in the diocese, but he's going to call you to come and to really enter in in a special way into his heart on that 8th Annual Congress. Well, kind of as like, you can call it a retreat, you can call it a family reunion for Catholics from across the diocese, you can call it a a period of uh, prayer and discernment, you know, for people who are considering doing or participating in the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. Uh, it's a period of renewal for those who have already enthroned the Sacred Heart in their lives to come and to learn some more. The whole initiative behind the Congress was to help people realize that in order to uh, maintain our fidelity, in order to kind of maintain that momentum and the strength that we want to have to you know, thrive as we live and as disciples of Jesus, you know, we need refreshers. We need moments where we can go back to the well and drink deeply. And this year, of course, you know, Bishop Brennan, uh, it'll be his first Congress of the Sacred Heart, and he's, you know, he jumped at the opportunity to offer the Mass. So it's a beautiful opportunity to come and hear uh, from our bishop with his own, you know, words about the power and the glory of the Lord, to pray the Mass with our bishop, and the priest will be there. I know sometimes confession can sometimes be a natural uh, hindrance or a stumbling block for us. Confessions will be offered throughout the morning from priests, you know, priests that you might know and recognize. I think we have nine priests. You know, or maybe priests that you don't know, and then their lines will be really long, (laughs) you know? (laughs) I mean, so it's an opportunity for grace. It's an opportunity for life. It's an opportunity for joy. And, you know, when when we have our breaks at St. Michael's, when we go into Marion Hall, you can always tell how people love one another Mm. because it's really loud. (laughs) It's really, really loud. I think it's a glimpse of heaven, that joy. I and totally connection. Agree. Absolutely. I really do. Yeah, because you're going to have that family spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that family spirit. And it's such a beautiful opportunity to just renew. I think, you know, one of the things that we're running into is it's the eighth annual Congress, uh, which is in and of itself mind boggling that the Lord has blessed this initiative. And people are coming and they're hungry and they leave satisfied. They leave with this uh, curiosity or this zeal. Um, but one of the things is, you know, when you are willing to admit, that there's a hunger in your soul for the Lord, um, and you seek him out, he consoles you by realizing you're not the only one who wants him. Hmm. And that itself is strength and courage for the journey. You are not being called along a solitary path. There are many others, thousands of others, whom the Lord has also called. And that's where we experience that true sense of solidarity with one another. The Lord is calling all of us, each of us, to his heart. You know, one one of my... I guess my f- favorite days is the Congress, and I, I think the reason it is, I love the flow of it. I love also the aspect once the break has taken place, we've had a wonderful Mass, we've had fellowship, we've had a little shopping now that we're going to be offering, <laughs> and once all that is there, then we have a gift, and we're going to continue to hear from Bill Mesley, who will be that speaker following that break, and then... Don't Cle- forget about the MC. I will. I will. <laughs> and then following that, we will have the closure come in. It's like the World Series, you know. The ninth inning, we're ahead, and now we got to close the game out, and we'll have Father Stosh Daly, our spiritual director. Yeah, no pressure there. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure there. That's great. Okay. And, uh, I know you've been preparing for this. And we do have a new MC this year, B. Emily Jaminette. 
the Catholic author, speaker, radio personality, and mother of seven, Mary the John. And yes, she is our daughter. And uh, but and she has a new book. And she has our a new friend book. Faustina with uh, Michelle Family co-authoring. And you know, I think it's so great because two of the books are about divine mercy. And sometimes we get the question about, oh, I, you know, I, I love divine mercy, and I have. And then with the Sacred Heart, well, there's they're not in competition. <laughs> same Lord. It is same, same Lord, Lord, same heart. <laughs> same heart, yeah. So uh, actually, it's a beautiful complement, Divine Mercy and the Sacred Heart. I would say Sacred Heart and Divine Mercy. And I think it's important to acknowledge, you know, uh, a lot of people don't understand just how important and essential uh, of a role Emily has behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Emily is coordinating a national effort and she's working very hard and tirelessly, primarily as a great source of witness because of what she's seen mm-hmm. herself in her own life, Absolutely. in her home with mom and dad who are yeah. on the show, you know, but also in her own life as a wife and as a mm-hmm. mother. I mean, she's seen firsthand the power of the Lord's sacred heart. Um, and it's so beautiful to have somebody who not only has the gifts of uh, writing and speaking, and she's got a very joyful and beautiful personality, mm-hmm. but she also has the witness factor. Like Definitely. she is a true witness to the power of the sacred heart of Jesus. And, you know, it's, whether it's Emily, whether it's uh, Bill giving a, his talk on the sacred heart, and we heard about his witness and the power of his experience of the Lord's sacred heart growing up and then with St. Gabriel Radio, or even just the passion and the zeal of Bishop Brennan, mm-hmm. you know, and his total dependency upon the Lord uh, and his life of prayer. I mean, after... When you have these kind of individuals who are basically, they're the ones who are there uh, cheering the faithful on this year at the Congress, you know, why would we not want to go? You and know? also the newsletter that is now available yeah. and, you know, to just renew and stories about graces from, you know, people who have enthroned and just updates and father's meditations so you can sign up for the newsletter, whether you've had your home enthroned or not. And but, again, on the sacredheartcolumbus.org, you can sign up. On St. Gabriel, you can sign up. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of the newsletter, it comes out the first of every month. Mm. And mm-hmm. we are blessed to have Father Stosh Daly open us with a little reflection. There'll be testimonies and be able to go deeper into the heart of Jesus. And we're going to get back to Bill Messerly. Father, and we were just at the break commenting, where would we be in Columbus without St. Gabriel Radio? It's true. Yeah, absolutely. And it was truly, at that point, as Bill mentioned, it could have folded. Right, Bill? Uh, it, it was folding. It yeah. wasn't could have folded. It, it was folding. And I've started, and you've started a number of businesses, Chuck. Um I, I've started both successful and right. non-successful businesses. I can tell you that the non-successful business experience was happening. Oh. Um, oh, no. we, we weren't covering our expenses. You didn't say that at the time. I didn't know that when I was hired. I should have uh, asked, can I see the financial reports? Oh, yeah. I was so naive that I thought, well, since it's uh, of our Lord, it, it's going to be just swimming along uh, perfectly. You towards know? Calvary. It was swimming towards Calvary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So I, I should have uh, probably been a l- little God less naive. Didn't. But um, but no, it, it was uh, struggling because we hadn't um, we hadn't given ourselves totally personally to the mm-hmm. effort. We know that through Mother Angelica, she had given herself totally to proclaiming God, the good news of Jesus Christ throughout the world. We knew that many other people and and God, in His wisdom, allowed us here locally to say, "Are we going to rally behind that?" So if you are a listener now that put a bumper magnet on your car or you've mentioned uh, what you've heard of St. Gabriel Radio or ask a family member to tune in and give it a try. This is a rallying cry for our Lord to allow us something simple to give to others. Right now, we are in a battle of the mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. Repetition wins. God made our mind to, if we hear it enough, we will believe it. If you're told a lie or mm. truth yeah, enough, yeah. we will believe it. And our mind is being played for. 
uh, we have thousands of images and thousands mm-hmm. of messages. And I think that leads to the depression that we're seeing Absolutely. and the despair that we're seeing because the youth in particular can't sort through all those things. Mm-hmm. So we as parents, we need to make our home a sanctuary for our yeah. Lord. Oh, and that's, that's what so well the sacred, sacred Heart does. Yeah. The Sacred Heart is is ultimately when he speaks to St. Margaret Mary Alaco, he says, you know, my heart loves so much and yet has only received coldness in return, especially yeah. coldness in the Eucharist. My heart, my beating mm. heart yeah. in the Eucharist, and we're just not, we're not receiving that. We can make that a part of our home. And again, I want to encourage you to give us a call at St. Gabriel Radio, 614-459-4820. We can get you in touch with a Sacred Heart missionary here in Columbus. They can walk you through it. It doesn't take a lot from a practical perspective, but reflecting on the love of God in the Sacred Heart can begin today. Get an image of that Sacred Heart image Take it to adoration or maybe just a few minutes at home at night and just reflect on, Jesus, what are you telling me about your love? Because you have revealed your love in an image for us simple people. When I say us, I mean most people, including myself. I need to broken down. And he did that with this image. It's true. You know, when you were speaking, the thing that kind of hit me was if you look into the Old Testament and you look into, uh, you know, our spiritual roots, the Israelites— you know, they were supposed to be totally, totally given over to the Lord. Absolutely, 100% given over to the Lord. And whenever they became distracted or dissuaded or rejected or dejected or turned inward, what happened? Defeat. Mm-hmm. You know, they started to basically shut down. And the words of Joshua always come out, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And of course, he said that when there was a division in the house, you know, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, well, I think we need to go this direction. I think we need to pray to these gods. And I think we need to do this. And Joshua just took, stood back and he had the guts because he had the faith. And he stood and he said, you do what you want. But as for mm-hmm. me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And if you look at the church today, the decay, the death, the corruption, the scandals, it's because the church has not, in many areas, and when I say that, I mean like in hearts, we have not said the words of Joshua, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And whether it's, you know, at a board meeting of a Catholic radio apostolate, or if it's a parish church, or if it's a family home, you know, there are so many, so many images and voices and the agendas and propaganda being put against us, and it's like, each one of us has to have the faith of Joshua But how much more do we have than Joshua? We actually know the face of the Savior. We know the name of the Messiah, the Messiah, the Savior, the Christ, the Lord, God himself in the flesh has come to us in the Mass, and he gives us his heart. So we can say the words of Joshua, but we're not just crying those words out to heaven as a witness to the people who are disorganized or confused. No, we're crying these words out to Jesus before us in the Eucharist, who has actually revealed his own heart you know, this is what our ancestors mm-hmm. longed for, not just for a couple of years or a couple of months, for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. You know, our ancestors wanted to see the face of the Lord. They wanted to know the name. They wanted to have his heart. Jesus has given to us, you know, his heart. And so when we hear this, I mean, I just, I'm filled with uh, gratitude because of the persevering spirit mm-hmm. of the people at St. Gabriel Radio mm-hmm. and you, Bill, because you're like, mm-hmm. okay, his presence, his heart is prompting us, promoting us. Is it easy? No. It's not mm-hmm. easy. And it won't be easy. And it won't mm-hmm. be easy. Right. Well, one, one thing that is easy is the enthronement is easy. <laughs> it's so yeah. easy. Because it all yeah. the Lord is asking is expose right. and honor. His heart. I mean, yeah, his heart. It's not like he's saying you have to take an ACT test. Oh, and if you don't no, get I know, Father. Oh. I know that. You consider- had to bring that up. <laughs> Thank God for seminary. And, and, you, and you have to get above 1,200. <laughs> oh, oh. And uh, so forth. But it's not one of those tests. You don't have to take a test. All you have That's to do is... That's worse than jet lag. Yeah. So. Is, <laughs> all you have to do is trust. And Bill, you know, tell us a little bit as you're looking at your talk. Uh, I think what's interesting is you've been interviewing people about yeah. the sacred art. You know, I, I, uh, I think Colleen Lewis had mentioned it well yesterday, and she gave too much credit to me asking others about the Sacred Heart. Part of it is that I don't know if I have a lot to give to it other than to give what Jesus gave. And that's, that's it. That's the it. marks of the Sacred Heart. <laughs> you so, got it. You know, in my prayer, I, I think God has just told me that, you know, share what I've sh- shared. And, um, and so I'll be just talking about the marks of the Sacred Heart. 
um, the history of the Sacred Heart from the Old Testament, uh, mm. not as a bi- biblical scholar, but a few points of, of Scripture, including uh, in the early church, the, uh, the opening of water from a rock with Moses was hearkened to very often with the pierced heart of Jesus hmm. in the early church. And, yep. and so this has been a continual 4,000-plus year um, buildup to this apparition that my heart so loved the world, and you can know that love, and you can even know that love even better when you read Scripture, because Scripture tells you the love that I have for you. And uh, so it's going to be just kind of a basic uh, warm-up for all of us to look at some of those marks and why is there a crown of thorns around the heart. And Mm -hmm. the the beauty of this is when I ask people, including my daughter Mm -hmm. Hannah, uh, she's in art at DeSales High School, and I said, well, when you look at this image, mm. Hannah, what what do you think of this image? And, of course, I asked different people different questions, and she said, it's interesting. I, and, and what she kind of summarized is that there's so much depth here, and there's so many things you can look into. It will speak to everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that profound. that's a beautiful, beautiful thing for us to mm-hmm. recollect on for the Sacred Heart Congress on November 16th. So sign up online. You can go to stgabrielradio.com, click on the button, and uh, register. Yeah, it's $10 for an individual. Yeah. Yeah. $20 for a family. Entire family. family. And if you need a scholarship, we have a scholarship. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Everyone out there listening should put this on your calendar, November 16th. And also, Bill, I think in closing, your illustration of taking the boat, taking on water. Yeah. 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 How about homes today, taking on water? Well, and you know what I want to share. And how the sacred heart. Is making your home, I love that expression, another Bethany, Bethany. where our Lord is welcome and that refreshment and, you know, and that we want to have a Bethany. But sometimes, you know, we have to cooperate. We have freedom. Yep, we do. But when you do that, and maybe it's even at times when your boat is, seems like it's just floating along just fine, mm-hmm. but then something always happens because that's life. And um, Chuck and I want to also thank everyone who's been praying for our granddaughter, Joy Sienna, in Children's Hospital with spinal meningitis. Very serious. She is... Uh, progressing nicely but you know those are the times when you have made your home a home where the lord is welcome where you have as i I don't know you would know father the saint that said sort of dug the wells Mm -hmm. (laughs) for refreshment that you can go to in times of drought and times of dryness because you have cooperated with that you've done that and they have done that and then also asking for prayer from others. So um, just go ahead, call, sign up, welcome our Lord, begin to make your home another Bethany. He wants to come to your home as it is, as Father said, and we know family life is messy. Life is messy. <laughs> and he life might, is messy. Yes, no, he might rearrange the furniture and say, let's clean it up in here, but... Say yes, because you'll never regret it. No, absolutely not. And, you know, we we come back over the years of um, bringing the Lord's Sacred Heart back to central Ohio, you know, and kind of uh, revealing how he's already been here. He's always been here. Yeah. He's always loved, you know, every single one of us. Um, and it's an opportunity for us to love him. Uh, you know, we have to keep our eyes on heaven, you know, and keep our eyes focused on the goal at hand. And that is everlasting and total union with Jesus. And today, what a beautiful day. I mean, we get to meditate on the lives of all of the saints in heaven, mm-hmm. our brothers and sisters who lived uh, not just their life, but life. And they've walked this path on earth. They've walked this earth. And um, their presence in heaven is a powerful reminder to us that the Lord will not lose us if we make that statement that we don't want to lose him. And mm-hmm. Father, also we have tomorrow. 
All souls. All yes. souls. So we yeah. got saints today. Yes. And all souls and tomorrow. First Saturday. And all of those who are on their way to heaven. And yeah, first Saturday. So this is a triple header. Not maybe. a boring month. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on. A totally a lot going on. You know, and once again, just thank you for tuning in to St. Gabriel Radio mm-hmm. and the Sacred Heart Hour. We give thanks and praise for the opportunity to spend this time with each and every one of you. And please remember, with sincerity and authenticity, that we are here out of love for you. You know, we could easily find another room to talk about Jesus and encourage one another, but we want to share these words of encouragement and Christ's love with each one of you. We ask for your prayers for the Sacred Heart Congress, and we assure you of ours. And as we bring the Sacred Heart Hour on the first Friday to a close, we consecrate ourselves to Jesus, and we ask for the intercession of all of our brothers and sisters in heaven, those whom we know by name and all of the multitudes that we don't, the great cloud of witness, witnesses that pray for us. So we renew ourselves and we give ourselves over once again to the Lord. Most kind Jesus, I humbly kneel at your feet. We renew and we make again a consecration of ourselves to thy divine heart. Be thou our king forever. In you we have full and entire confidence. May thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless all of our undertakings, share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know you better, to love you more, and to serve you without ever faltering. Amen. 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 This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820 on WVSG Columbus and FM88.3 WSGR New Boston, Portsmouth.